still going to go with Ghost Can't Do It. At least Graffiti Bridge, if it were on, I could ignore it without hating it. Radio Drome. Welcome to another terrible episode of Radio Drome. I am Josh Hadley. With me, as always, is Cecil showed up this week. What do you mean? I sh- I was here last week. Yes, for once. <laughs> Peter did not show up this week, so Fred is sitting in for Peter. So, hello, fake Peter. Hello. You don't sound Canadian I- at all. I I tried. I really did, eh? Okay. (laughs) Well, guys, if you want to help out the show, you go to adamandeve.com. Use the promo code DROME, D-R-O-M-E, and you will get 50% off of a single item, three free DVDs, a free sex swing, and free U.S. shipping, all for using the promo code DROME at adamandeve.com. So this is the second part of our look at the Razzies. It'll definitely be a three-parter. We left off finishing 1987, so we're going into 1988. And I'm going to warn you guys right now, there's a lot of garbage coming up here. Again, we're only looking at the worst picture. We're not dealing with all the other categories. So for 1988, we have Rambo 3, Mac and Me, Hot to Trot, Caddyshack 2, and the winner, Cocktail. Well, it, it's it's a it's a real interesting batch to be sure. Let me just say that it, Razzies are always interesting, and you know I, I I didn't hear last week's episode yet, so I apologize if I repeat what anybody else said. But you know, a film like Rambo Three, I don't know if I would say, for instance, that's a Razzie worthy title personally. You know, to me, a Razzie is just that dog of dogs. It's got the cast, it's got the it's got the pedigree, and it just fails on every single solitary level i just saw a movie last night called peppermint that's kind of razzy worthy is a good example you know good people but it just it's a revenge thriller where you don't get to see her enact the revenge on the main people that killed her family i actually saw that movie made a lot of worst of the year lists oh it was (laughs) it was bad it was so bad all the guys that killed her family are killed off screen. It's it's just terrible. But Rambo 3 is entertaining on a certain level, uh, so I don't know if it belongs. And uh, Cocktail is a weird movie. It's not a good movie, but again, I, I question, is it bad? Especially when you look at, like, Hot to Trot, which is entertaining in its own awful way. That's a good example. You've got good people involved, and you're just staring at a a horse licking peanut butter off its gums, you know, ultimately. And uh, I, I guess that's it. Sometimes I'm, I'm at odds with how I feel about these things, especially in retrospect. Well, I'm, I'm going to echo something you said. Cocktail did not deserve to win this award. Cocktail is a bad movie, but it is not an unwatchable movie. How Caddyshack 2 did not win the Razzie is offensive to me. That is one of the worst, not just sequels ever, one of the worst movies I've ever sat through. Caddyshack 2 is an abomination and is without a doubt the worst film of 1988. I'll I'll agree with that, and uh, just to make it short, yes, I agree with that. Rambo 3, which I agree, I don't think that deserves to be on there. It's a step 
down from the previous two films, but I still think that it's enjoyable and it's like just ridiculousness. It's, it's kind of a big dumb action film, which a lot of people think is what Rambo is. It's really not. Rambo three, I, I don't think is, is anywhere. It should not be on this list. Uh, a lot of the other ones I do agree with are, you know, Caddyshack two. Yeah. That absolutely should have won. That was really like, that's, that's bad. Mac and me is an awful film, but. It's kind of a combo. The behind-the-scenes story of Mac and Me would make for a be- way better film than Mac and Me. Uh, I mean, they started filming it without a script. They were making it up as they went along. I mean, there's a whole list of things with that film. It, it's it's an enjoyable train wreck. Like you can't you watch it and you just laugh. Like I mean, it's kind of uh, it's kind of a, a troll two kind of film where it's like, oh my god, I can't believe what's happening the, in front of me. The aliens get so, saved by Coca Cola. They get saved. <laughs> And then there's a dance number at McDonald's. It's yeah, exactly. It's like you're watching it like what? So, yeah, I mean, it's it's wonderful. It is a I can understand that being on the list, but I particularly uh, don't think it's um, that bad. Like cocktail is is bad, but it's watchable. Um, And I agree with Fred. I think that uh, the Razzies really should be the films that have like nothing redeemable about them. They are just unwatchable trash. But most of the time they go for the low hanging fruit. They go for the easy it's a Tom Cruise outs. movie, They're, yeah. It's a Tom Cruise yeah. movie yeah. and he's being cool, so it's obviously it sucks. You know, so yeah, I think that that was really uh, where that stood. So I I don't think that uh, I I agree that Caddyshack two totally should have been the one for this year. Not cocktail. Cocktail is cocktail's bad, but cocktail is not th- that bad. Well, then in 1989, we've got Speed Zone, aka Cannonball Run three, Roadhouse, Lockup, Karate Kid Part three, and the winner, Star Trek V: The Final Frontier. I don't know where I fall here, because Star Trek V is terrible, Karate Kid 3 is terrible, Lock Up is terrible, Boo. Roadhouse Boo. is terrible, Speed Zone is terrible. Boo. Oh, no, okay, no, first of all, at least two films, at least two films should not even be anywhere near this list, no, in my opinion. And number one with a bullet is Roadhouse. That shouldn't be anywhere near this friggin' list. Number two is Lock Up. These are both very competent, well-made movies. Are they cheesy? Yes, they are cheesy. But again, when you strive to make a movie, it's like when they gave uh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes the Golden Turkey Award. It's like you do realize that's exactly what they were aiming for, and they hit their target dead on. It's it's easy to pick on a something that's exactly what it's supposed to be when that thing is supposed to be a little ham-fisted. I mean, Patrick Swayze rips a guy's heart out Throat. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah. Throat. Forgive me. Forgive me. His throat. And it's like, yeah, this is this is supposed to be corny. It's supposed to be ham fisted or throat fisted in this case. I don't know. Again, this is a, a weird thing where I go, what's your standard? Like, could I see your list? Could I see your measuring stick? Because I don't get it. And lockup wasn't maybe I'm remembering this wrong. I don't remember it being awful. I just don't. Uh, Cecil, can you help me on no. this one? Yeah, you're right. Remember. Like lockup is lockup. Again, it kind of falls in line with Roadhouse. Yes, it is cheesy. It's a little uh, a little predictable, but still it's a lot of fun. It's entertaining. And it does what it sets out to do. It is an yeah. action movie with Stallone in prison. I really think that that this was another one where I think that they have certain actors that they will go after. You know, they'll go after because if you'll notice, there's a lot of movies with Stallone on the list. There's a lot of, you know, 
Tom Cruise. It's like, oh, well, well, let's let's pick on these guys. You know, they they made a movie that isn't Oscar caliber. So obviously that's like the worst movie of the year that uh, they they have a tendency to go after that. Or same with directors, like they'll they'll pick on a certain director and just lock in on them. And oh, every movie they do is garbage where it's like, no, they're they're really just they're not setting out to make Oscar winning films or whatever. They're just setting out to make entertaining films. And in the case of something like Roadhouse, I think in their mindset in 1989, we're probably like Patrick Swayze in an action film. Uh, this is going to be garbage. And meanwhile, like Roadhouse has become such a cult favorite and it's such a fun, enjoyable film. There's Cecil. really nothing. Cecil, pain don't hurt. I knew you were going to say that. Something just hit me as we're talking that do you realize that this is in, in essence the anti Oscars, right? And yet, none of the films we're defending right now would end up on the Oscars either, which begs an interesting question. Who the hell then are these movies for that people supposedly love if they're not Oscar worthy? And we're clearly saying they're not Razzie worthy. I think it does show just how far apart anything in Hollywood or even the movie system is from understanding average people. I think that's kind of interesting. Well, so the, the, I guess that begs the question then is Star Trek five. Did that deserve to win? I yes. kind of want to say, yeah, I don't remember speed zone very well. Ka- Karate Kid three. I, I didn't mind. I thought that it was, uh, uh, I don't think that's really all that bad. I don't think it's, uh, I think it was kind of an interesting spin. They kind of were, were making Daniel into like, uh, you know, le- learn to be the villain and deconstructing him. And I thought that they, they did a pretty good job with that. I thought it was interesting. And Thomas Ian Griffith played a really good duality. Like he played, he was the good guy, but he was really the bad guy. It's better than four. I mean, and I, again, and I don't hate four. I don't know. I don't think, I really don't think that that particularly deserves to be on there, but I guess it was, you know, e- easy to kick it. Yeah. Out of that list, I probably would go with, with five because five was really Shatner's ego directing was just, uh, like he couldn't handle the fact that Nimoy got so much praise for four, which was so a he, legit good movie though. Oh, is, oh, four is, is three and best. four are three and three. Four. Yeah. Actually, I, I like, I would say, uh, like I enjoy the first one, but I enjoy, I understand a lot of people don't like it cause it's slow and whatnot, but I think two, three and four are probably like the best of the uh, of the truck films and then six five is pretty is, good too oh six is i didn't say that it was bad i just said like two three and four i think are the are the best i think five is kind of a mess and then i like six a lot i think six is very good but it's not as good as two three and four well it, i think it's interesting again if we look at this list it's it's like, and, and keep in mind, I'm saying Star Trek V is bad. You know, the photography, there's camera work that doesn't really make sense in it. That famous shot, or infamous, where Scotty hits his head on the Enterprise pipe, you know, says, oh, I know this ship like the back of my hand. And then, bong, he knocks himself out. Well, not only is that gag bad, but that weird camera uh pull back you know what i'm talking about like they pull back the lens just as he does it and it, it's like bad photography a bad joke but the thing is karate kid 3 speed zone and star trek 5 hit kind of an interesting note for me because again we're talking about what's supposed to be you sit there and you just go Ugh. star trek 5 does hit that i i will agree but I, I i wish i had a list of all the movies for that year i almost feel like we should have a list i'm willing to 
bet we could find movies worse than these. Do they fail to hit their target? I think Karate Kid 3 does a little bit, but as Cecil said, the idea is fascinating. There are good moments. It's a deconstruction. Hey, Daniel Sun could be misled a bit. It's not an awful idea. I think it misses its mark more than anything. It I also noticed something. Fails at. I also noticed something that you just brought up, maybe unintentionally. Star Trek V, Speed Zone, and Credit Kid 3 are all sequels. Yes. Well, that was going to be mm. what I was going to say about Speed Zone is it's actually Cannonball 3, as most people know now. And it's if you really think about it, all these films' worst crimes are they're really not up to their series. But so we exit out of the 1980s with that, and we come into the 1990s with, you know what, I'm just taking a glance at this list. We're going to get into some fights here. Because for (laughs) coming into 1990, we've got Rocky V, Graffiti Bridge, The Bonfire of the Vanities, and a tie for the winner of Ghosts Can't Do It and The Adventures of Ford Fairlane. And I'm thinking, first of all, I love Ford Fairlings to screw you. Ghost can't do it without a doubt the winner. Uh, Leaving out the Donald Trump winning for worst supporting actor and stuff, Ghost can't do it is a borderline incompetent film. I cannot believe. Hey, Cecil, we're back to John Derrick. Yeah, I know. He seems to be a recurring theme here. Unironically love Fort Fairlane. Fort Fairlane is tremendously fun. It's, it, it was like it hit right when, uh, Andrew Dice Clay was on top of the world. I mean, it should have been like, uh, it, it should have been received better, but there was a whole, there was a whole big backlash and it got pulled from theaters and it's, it's a big mess. It's, it is really fun. It was Rennie Harlan was on fire. It's just, it's done well. It's got a great story. It's legitimately funny. I love it. I adore the movie, but they were, oh, Andrew Dice Clay, uh, bad, bad movie. So of course they're going to hate it. Bond for the Vandies, I know was like a big, mess from Warner Brothers, uh, all kinds of studio issues. Um, I honestly have never seen it, so I can't say one way or the other because it's about a it's about something that I don't really care about, so I never actually sat down to watch it. Rocky Five is god awful. It it was, I mean, even the the director was talking about how much they they screwed with uh, with what he wanted to do with the film. Uh, the uh, he was talking about like how they they wanted Rocky. He's like the only way to to properly end this is for Rocky to die, and they rewrote so much of what he was going to do, and he really just was was sad with what they ended up with because it's a disaster. Ghosts can't do it. I've only ever seen like a little bit of it, and it stunk. And I don't know. Graffiti Bridge, I, I mean. Oh, and Graffiti Bridge, uh, yuck. Yeah, I think that probably should have won, cause that's terrible. That's no, not... I, I'm still gonna go with Ghost Can't Do It. At least Graffiti Bridge, if it were on, I could ignore it without hating it. Uh, we'll see, like I said, I haven't seen all of, Go- of Ghost Can't Do It, so I, I don't know. But yeah, it's again, it's, it's another, it's, it's like, you know, John Derrick getting Bo Derrick naked again, I, and I, uh, only this time with, like, less panache. I, I don't understand the whole John Derrick thing. His movies never make a profit. They always are shredded by critics, and yet Warner Brothers is always like, yeah, John, we'll, get, we'll give you a few million bucks. Go make another movie. Did he Did make a deal with the devil? Does he have photos of someone at Warner's that, that, that have them in a compromising position? John Derrick's career baffles me, man. I'll do this quick, because Ford Fairlane, I think if you've listened 
listened to the show, you know that uh, I defended Ford Fairlane. Uh, it, it was one of my picks for you know movies that people supposedly hate that I love. It's a wonderful film. I, it's got flaws. It has its problems. It's very offensive. So if you're easily offended, don't watch it. But that's all I'll say. Go listen to that episode. <laughs> we 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 all gushed over it. I'd say out of this list, like Rocky Five is again in that category. Love it. It's a misfire. It's it's bad because it doesn't fit the franchise it's in. It's competently filmed. It is rocky, but the story is lame. It's so lame. It starts one way, it changes to something else. That's probably where the script battles came into play. It's just a not a good movie. Graffiti Bridge is, the, for me, the hardest one. Cecil picked that one. I, I, I'll explain why I don't think I'd pick it. Ultimately, it is exactly, again, what it's supposed to be. The music's really good if you like Prince. I did back then, so I did enjoy the music. The movie's intolerable. <laughs> you at least have a good soundtrack, and the movie feels like an hour and a half music video. And I, I can't sit here and say that's the worst thing ever. I can't. By process of elimination, Ghost Can't Do It is the worst movie on this list. No question. Derek's a terrible filmmaker. He always has been. None of his films are good. It's about boobs. It's always been about boobs. I'm going to actually pick Bonfire of the Vanities because I feel that fits my definition of what a Razzie should be. It's big names in a big budget movie based on this huge bestseller, the behind the scenes is is a, is a nightmare. They wrote a book all about it called The Devil's Candy. That's a great book to read if you want to see just how far south a project can go. I think it's the very definition of a Razzie. So I'm going with Bonfire of the Vanities. Let's move on to 1991. This one is going to be contentious, especially between Cecil and I. First, we got Return to the Blue Lagoon. We have Cool as Ice. We have Dice Rules, one of the few times a concert film is ever nominated for a Razzie. We have Nothing But Trouble and the winner of Hudson Hawk. And I'm going, no. Hudson Hawk is a genuinely enjoyable film. I understand why people hate it, but it's a genuinely enjoyable film. I actually think Nothing But Trouble was the winner this year to me. I know Cecil loves it. I think that film is unwatchable. I've I've tried to sit through it again. That is one of the most bafflingly bad films I've ever seen. I don't care what the intention was, Cecil. The film is unwatchably bad. Well, that's your opinion and uh you're wrong, but <laughs> it's I don't know, it's it's something else. Like it's uh it's so like you can see all of the the passion put into it. I mean, so many people put like the work into it. I think that uh, it really it's it, I like it it's so bizarre. Like it's the kind of film that just doesn't get made anymore. Going down the list, I can understand why they why Cool as Ice is on there. I think it's a, a hilarious look at you know time capsule of 1992 uh it, it shouldn't i i don't know i guess that's why that's on there hudson hawk i understand why that's on there i disagree i think that it's a load of fun but uh i you know even bruce willis you know disavows it but then again bruce willis is kind of not the bruce willis that he was back then dice rules i think it's very odd and it's again showing how much their dislike of Andrew Dice Clay that they would put a concert film because really all it is it's it's him at Madison Square Garden like I mean there's a little vignette in front of it where it shows like him growing up and him becoming Dice but like that's you know that that's like a short film if you want to consider it anything so it's just very odd that out of all the garbage that would be out there that they would throw that in there 
And then Return to Blue Lagoon, I really don't think is all that bad. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's really well shot. Uh, it's kind of the same movie as the, the first one, but I don't know. It's similar, but different. I'm sure if I was to go through and look, I could find plenty of garbage from that year that deserves to be on here way more than the stuff that they do have on here. But yeah, so I disagree with all of them. All right, let's just remove Dice Rules doesn't belong on this list. It's a concert film. It shouldn't be on here. Uh, whether you like Dice or not, doesn't matter. This shouldn't be on here. Hudson Hawk, It and Nothing But Trouble, I will say this much, and I'll, I'm going to come back to one of these in a moment, on some level belong on the list because they fit that definition of Razzie was talking about, big talent, uh, not really delivering what they're there for. The budgets are way overinflated on both of them. The response from the audience is, you know, were, I mean, at that time, no matter how we feel, that was the response. They hated him. I rather enjoy Hudson Hawk. It's not great by any stretch of the imagination, but again, not the worst thing I've ever seen. Return to Blue Lagoon is, its crime is it's dull. It's really dull. Cecil already said it. It's a retread. It's pretty much the first movie with less nudity. That's it. There's not much to say uh, on that. Cool as ice. Oh, how do you judge a movie like that? I mean, it, it's the La Bamba of its time. It's, you know, it, it's the craze of its time. Vanilla Ice was this big, huge thing, and they rushed a film into production, and it's just as bad as you'd expect. It's entertaining, but it's entertaining for the wrong reasons. So that makes it harder to judge. I almost feel like it's a little target, though, and I agree with Cecil when he says, you know, you could, again, I said it earlier, too, you could go and find movies that were probably way worse than any of these. However, here's where the fight will begin. Nothing But Trouble wins hands down on this list. This film is just awful. It has imagination. I don't disagree. In fact, if you guys haven't seen Cecil's Good Bad Flicks on this movie, you really need to. It's wonderful. It's just bad, though. And it's the type of movie that fails on every single solitary level. It's not funny. It's not entertaining. I hated all the characters. The only scene in the whole movie I loved was with the Digital Underground. Uh, because that's a really cool song. I abhor this movie, and the theater was right to boo it in the theater I was in. You know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> it's, I think, uh, I mean, whatever. had the had Warner Brothers not panicked because they were losing money, they they were they knew they were going to lose money on Bonfire of the Vanities, and they uh, figured they were going to lose money on this, which you know uh, they did, but they uh, they butchered it down i think if if um the, like i said in the video if they had if chevy chase didn't phone in his performance and be insufferable and if they didn't cut out all the uh the excess in the film i think it probably would have been received better we you know may or may not find out one day if they ever release the uh, the Ackroyd cut the movie is not for everybody it is absolutely not really a mainstream audience type of film but uh, I'm glad that something like it exists because it's just insane. It's like we get so many films now that are focus tested to death. It's like they really just kind of let him go. You know, here, what do you want to do? Go ahead. Kind of enjoy the beauty of that. You know, here's here's forty five million dollars. You know, go nuts. And uh, we, we don't get that anymore. Well, see, Warner Brothers was suffering from that. They were suffering from Bonfire of the Vanities. 1992 was not a good year for Warner Brothers. Of the five films nominated, three of them are Warner Brothers films. Warner was not having a good couple of years here. We have Newsies, Final Analysis, Christopher Columbus, The Discovery, 
The Bodyguard, and Shining Through. And I'm just thinking, huh, of all of these, The Bodyguard's the only one I've actually sat through to the credits. What does that say about the Razzies? I don't even know if Shining Through should have won. I don't think I made it more than a half hour into that bore fest. Newsies? I gave up pretty quick. Final Analysis? Kind of remembers maybe seeing it. I don't think I've ever seen Christopher Columbus The Discovery. 92 is a weird year for me when I've only really seen one of the films. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. (laughs) I'm looking and I'm like, um, uh, Shining Through, like, I really, I I think I saw it on cable, but I don't really remember much. Uh, Final Analysis, pretty sure that's another one that I saw because it was another, uh, you know, Kim Basinger, Richard Gere movie. Uh, All I remember is Eric Roberts in that one. That That's the only thing why I'm saying I think I've seen it because I seem to remember Eric Roberts in that. Mm. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I, I don't remember much at all. The Bodyguard, I remember disliking because I was hanging out with um with a buddy of mine and his girlfriend at the time was obsessed with it. So we had to watch it. And I'm like, this movie stinks. She's like, oh, but she's so beautiful. And I'm like, I don't care. The movie sucks. And I like uh, Kevin Costner, but I think this movie blows. Christopher Columbus, I've never seen. And Newsies is the only one I remember. Actually, I saw it. Uh, maybe 10, 12 years ago, you know, was a very young Christian Bale in it. And they had like swing dancing and stuff. And um, maybe it was like 15 years ago. But anyway, when when there was the resurgence of swing dancing. I think you're thinking of swing kids, by the way. Am I mixing up newsies? Yeah. And newsies and swing kids? Mm-hmm. There isn't swing and newsies. There's no swingies. Okay, then what the hell? Then why did I watch this? Fred, then I have to ask you as a tiebreaker. Have you actually seen any of these? Because since Cecil and I basically haven't. Yeah, a little bit here. I saw Final Analysis, Shining Through, Christopher Columbus, and The Bodyguard. Here's the... Pr- and newsies, I know a lot of people love this movie, so I, I don't know it, but I know it's really well-loved, so I, I can't say... I'm a little surprised. Uh, these movies... They're really boring, and I, I just don't think there's a lot to talk about here, honestly. Christopher Columbus was a snooze fest. I fell asleep in it, literally. Uh, Shining Through is a, basically a remake of an old Cary Grant movie, and I cannot remember the name. Uh, they send a woman undercover into Nazi Germany, and then she gets information, and our hero, Michael Douglas, has to go get her out, blah, blah, blah. It was dull. It was dull, and the bodyguard was only hit because of that stupid song. Mm-hmm. That's literally all I could add to this conversation. It was a bad year for Warner Brothers, though. It's it's a dull year. It's a dull year. I'm kind of surprised that Stopper My Mom Will Shoot is not in the worst picture category. But uh but I'd like I think that that movie is is funny. Like I think it's it's exactly what it it is supposed to be and I guess it's I guess it's kind of a testament to how boring all these other films are that like that that because that almost is like the one of the go-to like oh Stopper My Mom Will Shoot Stakes. I'm like you never saw it, did you? Yeah, they, all of these other movies are just, they're, yeah, like you guys have said, they're just boring. There's really nothing, like, nothing exciting about, I mean, I, 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 well, I could, I can't say that about Newsies. I remember enjoying it. I, for, but I mean, I might also be thinking of Swing Kids, but I remember Christian Bale was in it. So I don't know, but yeah, I, and Shining Through sounds like it would be a good idea. Like, how do you make that dull? I remember maybe making it a half hour and I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> Neither did the audience. Apparently, yeah. But then in 1993, we kind of get back on track to the Razzies. We've got Sliver, Last Action Hero, Cliffhanger, 
body of evidence. Hey, we're back to Madonna. And yep. Indecent Proposal as the winner. And I'm going, yeah, this is a bad year. I don't even know what I would pick here. Indecent Proposal probably wouldn't be the worst. I'd probably go body of evidence. But Sliver, I thought, was an all right idea, just a terrible script. Last Action Hero, I don't care what the movie was supposed to be. Just like with Nothing But Trouble, what wound up on the screen is god-awful. Cliffhanger is just, eh. An Indecent Proposal is just a short film that's drug out to two hours. Because really, it's an idea that does not need to be two hours long. Well, uh obviously the year of bad thrillers, it just feels like at this point, thrill, what they called adult thrillers back then were very popular betrayed i remember uh that one with uh, deborah winger and tom berenger and black widow and a whole string from that point just kept going i i seem to recall it started with films like the remake of the postman always rings twice and body heat you know so we're talking pretty much from the early 80s all the way through into the 90s i think they ran out of steam and well and, and films well, like no, basic, basic instinct, instinct were yeah, yeah. Basic, basic instinct, basic instinct was huge at this point, right? And so everyone was trying to copy the basic instinct, even if they're not copying it, they want in on that that action. Well, I don't disagree, but please understand, I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm saying that if you look, this this thing hadn't stopped really. I agree. Basic instinct brought it back with a vengeance, but last year was final analysis. I don't know. Remember what year Color of Night was? Uh, Color of Night is next year. Jennifer 8 was in there, that list. can't think of the name of it. It's the one with Madeline Stowe where she's blind. There was just this glut of these. And I think what we're seeing is, is the end of the line. It's, it's, they're trying to push out. They were so big. I, I can't even, I'd have to really look, but the majority of these all made their money. Okay. All of them. More relatively cheap to make. Uh, I think like, uh, Paul Verhoeven's, uh, why is my brain doing this? We just said it. Uh, Basic Instinct. Basic Instinct was like really big budget. And I think that was the problem. They were like, oh, let's keep upping the game. Let's pay bigger salaries. Let's have better locations. It just collapsed. I'm going to go with a simple answer. Uh, they just ran out of scripts. They got too big for what they really are. And Sliver, body of evidence, is is just a great example of that. And Decent Proposal wasn't an adult thriller, but Griff, I don't even know what to qualify it as, honestly. I, crap. I, I, crap, yeah. It was, it crap was, is right, yeah. It, it was to titillate. That's its whole selling point is I'd like to be your boyfriend, you know, and it, it was just to titillate. It, it was to draw you in and get you there. Like it, it, at least basic instinct had something to see in the movie as far as a movie. It was actually a halfway decent thriller. It was shot very well. The soundtrack was incredible. Decent proposal was a bore fest. Um, it was so boring. Brings us to Last Action Hero and Cliffhanger. I really disagree with you, Josh, on Last Action Hero. I feel this film took too much grief, honestly, and I still do. I think its problem is, again, in that category of budget gone awry. It was far too expensive for what it was, and they also put money where they didn't need to. For crying out loud, they promoted this film on the uh, actual... tank of the uh, uh space shuttle i don't remember which space shuttle but they painted last act they paid like a million plus just to paint last action hero on the tank of a space shuttle 
this was spending that's grotesque, that kind of thing that Uncle Lloyd of Trome always talks about, where it's just vulgar. You don't need to spend that kind of money. And if they hadn't, sort of like Waterworld, which in Waterworld's case, though, they couldn't help what happened. But it's a similar thing. It's it's attacked, I think. And if you look at it for what it is, I know you said, don't say it, but I'm going to say it. It's not bad. It's it's fun. Not the best, but I have a good time watching it. And everybody I know who's seen it, other than you, enjoys watching it. I, I'm sorry. I don't think it belongs on this list. I think it's okay. Cliffhanger, I'm not a fan of. And I'll just leave it at that. I, I'm just not a fan, and I don't care. This is the first year without a Warner Brothers film on the list. So Ooh, what do you think? I'm sure they're happy. I think in the, you know, going along with what Fred said, after, after Basic Instinct, Basic Instinct made a butt ton of money. And so, yeah, they were, that sort of reignited the love of the, uh, adult, uh, thriller, the, you know, the, you know, se- well, I forget what they even called it, the, the sexy, th- blech, whatever. So yeah, that's how we ended up getting movies like Body of Evidence and Sliver. Body of Evidence is awful. Like that probably would have been my pick for the, uh, the worst of this batch. Uh, Sliver is bad, but Sliver is funny. Because Sliver is like, not a bad idea on paper. You go, I could see this working. Not with Joe Estrahouse's script, though. Well, that's, I kind of wonder, cause I know they made changes. Like, I know they, they did it. There's a, uh, it's not the original ending. And, uh, I think that, uh, there was a lot, like, I think they, they tried too hard to make it sexy instead of making it like a good movie. So it should have been creepy given the subject matter. It should have been creepy, not sexy. Exactly. Like uh I think like they were trying too hard to kind of make it that way. And I wonder if like what the original ending was, if uh if what's his name? Um Baldwin. Be, Baldwin if Baldwin was the original killer instead of changing it to you know who I don't want to spoil it for anybody who might want to see this piece of crap. But uh there's a hilarious scene in the film where like she's she's um uh flicking the bean as they say and you can clearly see both of her hands and it's like all right what exactly is she doing <laughs> it's like tantric man yeah you know so it's it like i laugh at it like so i don't like it's a movie i can watch and laugh at um and poke fun at uh, i don't particularly you know it's not a good movie but i don't think it's really like terrible but i can understand why it's on this list uh, and decent proposal is a bore fest Indecent Proposal, I think, probably could have been a fairly interesting 90-minute film, but as a two-hour film, it is a lot of scenes of them standing around, a lot of scenes of Woody Harrelson yelling. You know, it's just, it, it's a great idea that I think just, uh, it's just really poorly done. Cliffhanger, I think, is, uh, like a lot of Rennie Harlan's films, is gorgeous. I think it is a beautifully shot. The action is impeccable. Uh, the scene with him where he's, where he's holding the girl and he loses her and she, uh, is just, is so well done. I really enjoy Cliffhanger. I actually, a funny thing is, the first time I watched it, I didn't like it. And then I watched it again and I'm like, was I on, like, what the hell was wrong with me? Like, why didn't I like this movie? So I, uh, I think I was just in a bad mood the first time I saw it, but I think it's, it's a beautifully shot movie. It's really good. It's very action packed. It's ridiculous and silly and, uh, but I don't think it deserves to be anywhere near this list. And the last action hero, again, it's McTiernan. So it looks, fantastic the comedy of it was good but i well i shouldn't say that i hated a lot of the i hated a lot of the comedy of it i thought the stuff that was there that worked 
like where the kid is walking through the uh, the police station and he sees the T-1000 and he, he, you know, like all these all the little inserts, uh, I think, were good. Like they were cool uh, because it was like, OK, this doesn't take place in the real world. He's now in the fictional world. But I think that they did a disservice by changing the tone of the film. The film was originally supposed to be a lot harder edged instead of being like a PG family film. Could not stand the kid with the we're in the movie. Like <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, shut up. Uh Charles Dance was was really hamming it up and doing a great job as the bad guy. And I think that Arnold was having a lot of fun, but I think that the end result was not really uh what it should have been. I think it's what's what's the 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 whole is not as good as the sum of its parts or whatever. I think that's kind yeah. of the thing. There's like a lot of really great like the scene, the whole scene. Oh, with there the, are the moments. Of I... Funeral is phenomenal where he's on the where he's on the uh, the ball and they drop into the Libra tar pits. And then the, the daughter comes up. Uh, what was it? Bridget. Uh, uh, Wilson. Bridget Wilson comes up and gives him like a wet nap and he cleans and he like the next scene he's all clean. like stuff like that was really good. But then like you had just a lot of really dumb things in it and uh, it it was not I think I think there's potential for a great movie there and we didn't get magic ticket my ass McBain. Right. <laughs> yes, thanks, you Chief Wiggum. Well, let's move on to 1994. Hey, Warner Brothers is dominating our list again. We have Wyatt Earp, The Specialist, On Deadly Ground, first Seagal movie to get a Razzie nomination, North, and The Color of Night as the winner. And I'm calling bullshit right away. The fact that North did not win is an, is is a travesty. Color of Night is bad, but it's watchable. I will never sit through North again. Ever. Wyatt Earp and the Specialist are just meh. And On Deadly Ground, okay, it's bad, but it's not... Seagal's done way worse since. (laughs) So, no. 1994 should have been North's year. Color of Night, I think I'm going with Fred on this. They were just like, hey, it's another Bruce Willis big-budget thriller. It's gotta win. Color of Night's bad. It's not the worst. This one's, yeah, this one's a little weirder. Um, First of all, Wyatt Earp is nowhere near a bad movie. It's not. It's a, it's a, it's too slow. That's the biggest thing I direct at that movie. It's well directed. It's well acted. If you know the history of Wyatt Earp, it's very accurate to its subject. There's nothing Razzie worthy in this film. If there were bad performances, if it was laughable how the town looked, you know, if horses had five legs instead of four, sure. But it was gritty, it was dark, but it was up against Tombstone, which everybody loved. It's, Tombstone's also one of my personal favorites as well. I, I don't think it's a bad movie though. It doesn't belong on this list, not even a little bit. Color of Night, yeah, you've said it. It's, it's, it's watchable. Uh, you can see where they made their mistakes. Uh, it's got some very laughable little things. You can clearly see, uh, what was her name? Jane March? Jane March. The, yep, Jane uh, March. You could clearly see that's Jane March as the boy. There are laughable moments, but I don't know. Maybe if they had, I didn't see the rest of the Razzie list. If the, if they had moments, I'd include it, but film, eh, not so much. I guess maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'm contradicting myself. It has moments. It was overblown. Uh, on deadly ground without question belonged on there. <laughs> Started really actually surprisingly pretty good and just goes straight into Rift Tracks territory. <laughs> um, it does. It's it's very funny. I have a battle here. Here's where my problem lies. I agree with Joshua North. Uh, North is awful, and it is the very definition of the Razzies. However, 
I despise the specialist. I actually have a very special hatred for this movie. And I do believe there's a special place in hell for this movie. Wow. Um, I, I hate this film. I despise it. I saw this film in the theater. When they talk about a role-eyeing film, this is the one for me. I'm just sitting there going, what the hell? Every moment, every twist, air quotes, I hated it. I'm sorry. I just despise that movie. So it's a tie for me. I've never seen White Earp because I'm not a big fan of Westerns, so I can't say one way or the other. On Deadly Ground, like Fred said, uh, starts off really good and then just goes right in the toilet. <laughs> I mean, the ending, everything in the, on, the, uh, on the oil rig is blowing up and they're like, we got to get it online. I'm like, put the fires out. It's so bad. Like, yeah, it's uh, that was Seagal was on a roll. I mean, he yeah. had like, he had hit after hit after hit. And yeah, then this on, was after Under Siege. Under Siege was like, I mean, it was so awesome. And then it was like this and it was like, oh, oh my <laughs> God, what is this crap? You're waiting um, for the kid from Last Action here to pop in. Yeah, I'm in, yeah, I'm in Alaska. <laughs> a color of Night. I like Color of Night, but it is, it's, it's a corny, sexy thriller. And yeah, again, another film that came, it came in the wake of, uh, uh, you know, all basic the all, instinct. basic instinct. Thank you. But, uh, I, I'm actually going to do a video on it at some point, uh, cause there's a good story behind it. North is an absolute bore fest. And yeah, I think North, that's, that's a travesty. North should have won that by a country mile. And the specialist, it's weird because like, I love Stallone. I will sit through almost any Stallone film. He got in this weird time after Cliffhanger where he started doing movies like The Specialist and Assassins. They're overlong action movies that aren't good. It's just, and I think with this one, they, since Sharon Stone was still hot because of Basic Instinct, uh, even though Sliver was a failure, I don't think she ever regained that popularity again. It was like she peaked with like the movie that made her famous, but, and she never really topped that. But yeah, she was in this and it's just, it's just dumb. Uh, I'm going to run Like in theory, it should be really good. You know, Stallone, he's a web, you know, he's an explosives expert and he's blowing stuff up. And it's just like, how do you make that boring? And they somehow succeeded. So, um, I think that that does deserve to be on here, but yeah, North absolutely should have won. Well, then as we go to 1995, this one, it's going to be hard, but there's one film that I get why it's on the list, but I still don't think it deserves it. We've got Waterworld. That's the film I don't think deserves it. The Scarlet Letter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's pa- it's Pat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Congo. No doubt. And the winner, Showgirls. Waterworld probably shouldn't be on the list because Waterworld is a genuinely enjoyable film. But with, you know, the whole fish tar and all the stories, I get why it's on there. Showgirls, though, is still way more entertaining than Scarlet Letter or It's Pat. I I don't know which one of those should have won, because It's Pat is patently awful whereas scarlet letter is 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 laughably awful i don't know because i mean congo congo's bad but congo is watchably bad it's patent scarlet letter how was one of those not the winner how yeah scarlet letter was when demi moore was like the new you know she was the new hotness again and she went 
and tried to make this a feminist movie and she was like changing the script on the fly and be like no this is what needs to happen and like altered the movie dramatically and what we got was a gigantic pile of garbage i think that ended up being it ended up being a big just vanity project for her and uh the end result was garbage because 90 percent of the time vanity films uh are not good and uh so yeah it just ended up being a complete disaster i i could not stand the scarlet letter it stunk and it's pat is one joke for yeah, 90 it's... minutes well, It's Pat, basically, we, we're seeing a lot of movies that are in here in the wake of other films. Like, It's Pat was here because of Wayne's World. Because Wayne's World was such a hit. Oh my god, what other skits do we have that we can turn into a movie? So they did the Stuart Smalley. They did It's Pat. They did uh, the Coneheads. They did, uh, you know, they, they brought out everything that they thought would work. And, uh, yeah, it, basically they took a, a character from a, you know, a one-note bit and stretched it out into an entire film and it did not work. Congo is laughably bad. The marinara sauce lava that they're running from at the end... The... I actually personally love the giant white apes being set on fire with a laser, though. Oh, well, that's pretty cool. I do like the, what, it, what she says, uh, you know, get ready to get on the uh, endangered species list or something or get extinct. Or, it's, it's a good line that she throws out and just starts cutting limbs off with like super space laser. And Bruce uh, Campbell gets killed in the beginning off screen, but still. Well, Bruce Campbell get, yeah, gets killed in the very beginning and, and you got Joe Don Baker. Uh, I mean, it's, it is a, corny enjoyable film i understand why it's on here i wanted to give amy a hug because the, the <laughs> like like you got amy's drinking martinis on the plane it's hilarious i never read the book so i don't know you know if that was uh if that was how she was perceived but uh you know amy pretty monkey you know and <laughs> we, we just... left somebody guys somebody was left off that list though you left someone very important the city of zinch uh, hurry yes come on stop eating that. My I sesame, my sesame kick. <laughs> awesome. That that right there is the greatest scene in the entire movie. Because uh, then he's like spitting it out and put yeah, you know, like Tim Carey is being great. It's it's an enjoyably dumb movie. Uh I've grown have warmed up more and more to it over the years and just watch it and really enjoy it for what it is. It's just a, a big, dumb, talking monkey movie. You know, or I should say, you know, well, usually I reserve that for the uh the the giant monkey movies but uh, i think congo is is silly but i understand why it's on here Waterworld absolutely does not deserve to be on here Waterworld, they put it on here simply because it was the oh it's the most expensive movie of all time it's gonna be a big flop and it you know it made its money back barely but uh, it still ended up um you know doing okay but then showgirls i was very excited because uh, I was always uh, a big, big fan of Elizabeth Berkley in Saved by the Bell. It must be weird not having anyone come on you. <laughs> yeah. Robert Davi has the best Robert line in the movie. Davi really does. I mean, there's, and again, this is another one where the story behind the film is better than the film. I mean, there was the whole fight over, uh, who was going to be the most, uh, well-paid, uh, screenwriter. And it was, uh, Esther House and Shane Black. And, uh, it was a weird time in Hollywood and they were pushing for an NC-17 film to be put into American theaters. And, uh, you know, you had uh, a, a child, well, not a child star, but a teen star 
who is now playing a very dirty girl stripper and just punching out other strippers. You had Gina Gershon, you had Robert Davi. I mean, you had a great cast. You had fantastic director uh, and just it, the end result. An out of control budget. An out of control budget. A writer with a, a gigantic ego. I like it, but it is it is just a it it's a it um it is a midnight Skinamax movie with a massive budget and a very very competent director a a award winning director so it looks great it's got a great cast you have people acting their balls off and the end result is just hilarious because the content that they're given to like you get these actors that are tremendous who are saying things like must be great not having you know <laughs> come on like I mean. It's so corny. So I under this is another one where I understand why it's on the list, but I don't agree with it. This is a lot. Let's uh, let's start with Congo real quick. Uh, anybody that knows me on the show knows I love pulp. I love pulp. I, it's fun. Congo, I like it. Uh, I liked it when I saw it. I, I remember the critics were tearing it apart, and when I was expecting this really bad movie, it's cheesy looking as all heck, but it reminds me of those those old adventure pulps and i kind of dug it and again i love scores and that score by goldsmith is wonderful uh honestly i thought it was better than jurassic park score personally uh which i always thought uh, williams knocked out of the park with his second one i like lost world score better for uh those two but uh, it's a fun movie it's a good time so nothing really to say there i i just think it's fun water world I, i don't think i can add much to what you guys already said well known disaster this film was plagued it has some things in it that are really ludicrous though to be fair the the, the when the the smokers attack it looks like a, a water show that you would see at universal studios and oh guess what now it is uh, <laughs> not much of a transition they had to attack it because of the budget boy scarlet letter what to say about scarlet letter it's I don't want to call it the beginning of the over-politicized movie. They were around for decades. But it was definitely where someone was using their star power. You know, it's the battlefield earth of its era. How's that? It's, it's, I've got all the money, I've got all the attention, I've all the power, so we're gonna do this my way, this thing I love and I want. Big shock, it's really awful. I mean, it's really bad. It, it's not even good as a, a, a sexy romantic story. Like, I'd never heard one woman say, oh, I swooned when I saw it. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> when Twilight's more romantic, you're in trouble. It's Pat. <sighs> This dog's dead, isn't it? Do I need to kick it? I mean, it, the only thing about this film I'll bring up is Charles Rocket is a guy I've always felt has gotten the raw end of the stick, man. If you check this guy's history, this guy's always given 100% to whatever he does, and he just keeps taking it like a shovel to the face. He's the villain on Max Headroom. He, he's wonderful and always misused. If there's any good part of this movie, it's the, it's him. I know it's been said before, too. I can't remember who somebody was lauding him. I remember him from back in SNL and... The SNL cast member to get fired for swearing on the air. Which was an accident. It was a, it was a complete slip. He didn't deserve it. I just feel bad for the guy. That's all I'll say. He's just never gotten a break. <laughs> this movie was just another concentric level of hell for him. Which I guess just leaves us showgirls, which is... Everything bad about making movies. It's, it, it's again covered very well and I don't think I need to do much. Everybody was riding high on 
all their hits. And if you look at even the people that are like co-stars, they had been in hits, even if they were minor. And they just brought them all together into this disaster of a movie. But all I have to say is, it's no Showgirls 2. Oh, yeah. Pennies from heaven. Mmm. All right, well, that's where we're going to leave it. This might be a four-parter. That's where we're going to leave it for this week. How would you sum this up? As we're moving into the 90s, is this where the Razzies, because last week, Cecil, you and I, we kind of came to the conclusion along with Peter, in the 80s, they weren't really that bad. That they were choosing, in a lot of cases, legitimately bad movies. Now they seem to be falling into a pattern, don't they? Yeah, I think they're they're kind of seeing what works as far as getting attention and so they're taking like the easy route the sequels the you know the the big budget movies that uh, got a lot of attention it really just kind of gets worse from here on out instead of giving it to stuff that is bad they're giving it to perceived bad basically it's it sequels ain't the problems the police academy sequels all pretty much happened in the 80s problem was is that they started firing writers it was the era of the producer uh, the 90s is the era of the producer after batman uh, we all agreed on that it changed everything and they stopped looking for writers they would hire the same three writers notice those came up a lot over and over again producers were like oh all we need is big action big stars you know big egos and we got the films we did it uh, you know it, it what's not a hard thing to do when you you fire the people who actually write them that's true so where can people find fred if they wish to i i'm gonna set something up eventually but for right now i'm still nowhere on the ether where can people find cecil you can find me at uh, Good Bad Flicks on YouTube, uh, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, and 1201beyond.com. You can find me at 1201beyond.com. Contact this show at 1201beyond at gmail.com. Next week, we will continue where we left off here and see if we can make it to the end of this disaster. Try to be a cut above. Keep one foot in the gutter, one fist in the gold. Have a good night.
Find it and other great content at 1201beyond.com.